to the Dietitian Values Podcast, a space for conversations that go beyond lip speak, challenge the status quo, and hopefully create a space where we can learn and unlearn in connection and community. Join me, Laura Jean, accredited practicing dietitian, as I brain up my thoughts, chat with insightful guests, and create a space where we'll probably end up with more questions than answers, but also a space for encouraging and inspiring accountable action. Let's dive in. and welcome back to the podcast. Today I'm flying solo and I want to talk to you about a little phrase or you could even call it a mantra if you're into that kind of thing that I have been both sharing and internalizing or at least at the very least repeating to myself often. Do less harm, take less shit, be more you. What do I mean by this and why do I think it's a really um, great way to show up in life and bits? Well, when you want to show up in your values in your business, part of it, of course, is knowing your values. It's getting clear on that and it's specific actions that we can take to fulfill our values, to use them as guides, as tools. But there's also the stuff around it, so how we show up and how we act and what we think about that. So how we, I suppose, navigate inside our heads. Um, If you like to hang out there like I do in your own head, not in my head, get out of my head. I've got enough of my own thoughts in there. Um, How we navigate particularly fear um, and the ideas that can get us stuck in not showing up. So this is my little antidote to that. And it's a little riff on, I um, actually heard a similar kind of sentiment on a Brene Brown podcast, um, Unlocking Us, where the person was, but I think it was like, take no, um, sorry, do no harm, of course, because that's the Hippocratic Oath um, for doctors and nurses, that this is, was a nurse talking about it. Um, and I think take less shit. And I don't think she said be more you. I Maybe it just was do no harm, take less shit. And I was like, I liked, um, I liked it and I thought we could riff on it a little bit and I'll explain as I kind of why I um, made those slight changes to the first part and also um, what I mean by it. So let's begin. Let's start with the first part, do less harm. So it would be great if we could do no harm, but it's just not bloody realistic and when we try and operate under the kind of mindset or through that thought of do no harm, it can get us stuck It can get us worried about doing the right thing or the wrong thing, about doing things um, before we kind of, you know, have all the information. And truth time, if you are anything like the average um, perfectionist seeking overthinking paralysis analysis overanalyzing dietitian that I come across regularly and perhaps I'm recovering from myself, then you don't need any more things getting stuck in your head to stop you from taking action to get you stuck in that space. So when we think of doing no harm, it's bloody impossible. We are humans working with other humans and we will inevitably do harm. Hopefully not with intent, uh, but it will happen because we're all learning and unlearning, particularly we're humans working with other humans within a supremacy-based capitalist patriarchy society or culture that has programmed us to act in ways that enact harm and we're all unlearning from that and through that unlearning uh, it's not a destination you know we'll never be there it's going to be a lifelong process for all of us and 
to think that we're going to get to a point where we do no harm is just unrealistic. So, you know, we're humans, we have our own stuff and we work with other humans with their own stuff. And stuff is included, but not limited to the impact of lived experience, yours and theirs. Um, bias, so our social and cultural bias, you know, if you're a non-diet dietitian, you've probably been working on and still work on your anti-fat bias that we all have that's programmed into us, um, socialised into us. And I've been working in the non-diet sphere since the mid-thousands or starting to, you know, of course, I started out as a classic splinter assing dietitian, hat tip to the mindful dietitian, uh, Fiona Sutherland, for that excellent phrase, you know, when we're kind of straddling both worlds. Um, but I've been working in this space for a long time, working on, on these things, and they still come up because it's a conscious effort to and a conscious thought to reprogram to challenge that bias so it's always coming up and for the clients that we work with the humans we work with they can have internalized bias around um, their bodies and around being fat um, and i'm using the term fat as a reclaimed um, word not as a culturally sanctioned a derogatory term so just to um point that out there um we also have our own internalized bias as a woman as a female somebody socialized to be um a woman then i have internalized bias around that um, because i live in a patriarchy um and you probably have your own um internalized bias as well we also have our social programming around all those things uh so what we're taught how we're taught to show up or not show up um our cultural norms and that can be you know the wider culture that we're all exposed to plus our own personal family of origin cultures um religious beliefs all of those things trauma uh, as non-diet dietitians well as any health professional really we come across people other humans with trauma and we may have our own trauma that we are managing um, that we are healing from or that we are learning to um, you know work with or work despite of we also, of course, have the lovely biggie of systemic oppression uh, that we are all the water we are all swimming in, which pops up consciously and um, subconsciously within interactions. And of course, for some people um, holding marginalized identities. Uh, so you can get that intersection um, of stuff for a technical term. So we all have that. So basically the best we can hope for is to do less harm, to come with a curiosity, to come with an openness, to be respectful, to come particularly with an openness for repair because we will do harm. It is how we repair and whether we repair that will be the you know have the the biggest impact because it's not about intention it is about that impact so we'll do less harm and we'll do a lot more repair maybe i should that add that into version 2.0 um so we can listen we can learn we can analyze we can use things like um barbara j loves uh, framework for liberatory consciousness to analyze and to go through a whole process and then we can take action and so we can do better you know my um the great uh quote by my angelo know better do better i'm pretty confident that in between those two steps they were considering that we would do a lot more work than just take action straight away so we can do less harm. So this is the first part of it. We can set aside the idea that we will do no harm. We can accept that we will do harm and we can do less harm. We can go in with our eyes open. We can make conscious choices. We can be curious. We can be learning. We can be unlearning. And most importantly, we can be repairing if harm does occur. We can learn. We can learn from it so that we, in fact, 
do better, um, not just speak that whole kind of concept. So that's do less harm. Take no sh or take less shit. <laughs> take no shit would be great too, but that's kind of unrealistic because again, we're dealing with our social programming that perhaps has taught us that we should be taking a little bit of shit. Um, so unlearning that um, to take less shit. So it's about stopping worrying what other people are thinking of you. Stopping to quest, stopping that questioning of with you're enough, if you're enough. And again, if you're a non-diet dietitian and you work with clients around their body and their relationship with food, I imagine, like me, when you work with clients, you are giving them the tools and giving them resources to know that they're enough, that they're worthy, that they were born worthy and that they were born to be enough, that there's nothing they can say and do, nothing they can eat or not eat that will change that fact. And I'll let you in on a little secret. It's true for you too. You're already enough. No matter what you do, no matter what you don't do, no matter even if you do harm to other people, you are still enough. Um, we can absolutely, you know, show up as better humans, but you're enough. Your humanity is not, um, it doesn't hinge on anything else. So know that you're enough and that you can take action in that space of being enough, of being worthy. We can stop worrying about cultural expectations or at least start working towards stopping worrying because, again, it's unrealistic to think we'll get to a point where we can act with pure, you know, without any consideration because we're social beings. Humans are built to be connected and some of that awareness of, of other people can be really helpful because it can help us to stop and pause. It's when it keeps us in that inaction, when it keeps us in that place of fear or shame, that is when we need to start taking less shit around that area. So taking less shit, possibly my favourite of the three. <laughs> and actually, no, my favourite's coming up, number three. So put your work into the world. Be the dietitian you want to be, and I'll pop a link in the show notes to the episode um, on that, being a dietitian you want to be. Run the business that you want to run. It's your business. It's your life. Be who you want to be. Show up how you want to show up. Make the difference that you want to make. Create the world that you want to live in and that you want future generations to live in. Take less shit. Be more you. And that brings us to number three, which is be more you. Now, absolutely hat tip to the amazing at Inquisitive Human. I first came across this um, phrase, be more you, um, more you is better, they talk about um, in their posts uh, on Instagram. And it just really spoke to my whole way of operating as a dietitian business coach, which is actually, and also when I when I work as a non-dietitian, which is actually positioning you or positioning the client as the expert in themselves, bringing more of them into their lives, bringing more of them into their actions. So taking their shit, putting aside cultural and social programming and ideas and being more of them or bringing more of them. So how can you be more you? More you is always better. Um, performing a version of yourself or who you think other people want you to be, it's bloody exhausting and it's unsustainable. You cannot, well, you can give it a rock if you want and maybe you have been. I mean, it's possibly one of the reasons so many dietitians um, go through that burnout. I mean, there's lots of things, there's values disconnect, but one of them is we're performing this idea of what a dietitian should be or for depending on the identities you hold, what a woman should be, what a um, person with other marginalised identities should be. And I can't speak to those because I don't hold any other than being a woman. But if you hold more than, um, if you hold other marginalised identities, other, actually, you know, 
better term for that which I was reading, well, what I felt resonated more it was less resourced um, identities, which I think was a really good way of actually naming the problem there. Sorry, this is a bit of a tangent on language, but when we talk about marginalised, I mean, it's a lot better than some of the other terminology used. Um, it talks about, it, it talks to people being pushed to the margin. What I really thought, what really resonated with me around that phrase of less resourced um, people or less resourced identities shows that actually this is a purposeful thing. You know, people's resources are being stripped and, and their humanity is being stripped from them. So, sorry, that was a bit of a tangent, but that is something that I'm trying to integrate into my language a little bit more, which kind of comes back to the do less harm when we know, when we come across new language or when we get information or feedback from people around the language that we're using, we can do less harm by making changes there. Or we can do, take less shit by really speaking to the truth of it, which is what um, I feel like that terminology of less resourced humans, less resourced in identities speaks, um, sort of wraps words around, is that actually this is a purposeful thing. These people are being less resourced by our society, basically. So, and, and historically and currently and probably future for a little while yet, but hopefully we can make change around that very thing. So, when I'm speaking to this idea of being more you, it's basically as simple as it sounds. Bring more you into your business, into your work as a dietitian. You don't have to be this caricature of a dietitian, some sort of unfeeling un robot of a dietitian. Um, you don't have to prescribe. I mean, you can if you want to, of course, but you don't have to. I mean, this is an invitation to question some of those things that hold you back from bringing you into your work professional standards which are all bullshit um, but all of these things it's, it's an opportunity to question it and to look for the space where you can be more you where you can bring more of you into your work as a dietitian maybe into the words you use into the posts you make into the way you talk about your job you know you don't you can change the script you can bring more you um, because the truth is that the humans you work with they want to know the human that they are working with the more we humanise ourselves and we humanise the humans, which sounds like really silly, um, really obvious, but unfortunately our culture and the supremacy culture that we live in, it, it, it thrives off dehumanisation, capitalisation. Cap, That's just putting big letters at the front of a word, Laura. <laughs> Capitalism, you know, it's all about extracting, exploiting and dehumanising. That's how these structures, these power structures thrive and work is by taking the human out. We can put the human back in and it is an act of resistance to one, recognise the humans that we are working with as bloody humans, but also recognise that we are humans and bring that into our work. And again, I know it sounds obvious, but we don't. There's all these standards, professionalism, all this stuff that we use to dehumanise ourselves, that our profession uses to dehumanise us, that our, you know, the, the medical systems and the, the health system and the culture all around us uses to dehumanise us. And we don't have to put up with that. We don't have to continue to play that role, to play this version of ourselves. We can be, you can be, more you because, hat tip to the inquisitive human, more you is better. Oh, and James, um, James Chuhillman is their name. <laughs> I have to call him the inquisitive human, but that's sort of then their tag, um, their handle on IG. So more you is better. So what do you say? Are you ready to... Pick up the pick up the baton, take up the challenge, do less harm, take less shit, be more you. 
I would love to hear your thoughts on this and perhaps you might have a different riff on this or another um, idea of um, words around this or how this would play out in your work, in your business or just in how you show up as a dietitian or how you show up as a human, being a human, doing human things. So as always, I'm pretty keen to hear from you. Love to continue the conversation over on Instagram at Dietitian Values. You can make a comment over there or send me a DM. Um, if you feel called to do it, please feel free to leave a review or share this podcast with your dietitian bestie who needs to also, you know, get this message or can you can support each other in basically living to this. Do less harm, take less shit, be more you. Go out there, my dietitian friends. Let's change the world. Let's be dietitians with a difference. Dietitians on a mission. Let's do less harm. Let's take less shit. Let's be more you. I'll be more me and you be more you. Okay, I'll chat to you soon. Bye for now. Thank you so much for listening. I really appreciate you and the time you've given to me. If you like what you heard, please share it with your dietitian besties and subscribe on your platform of choice. Want more like this? Come follow along and continue the combo on Instagram where I hang out at Dietitian Values. I'm so grateful for you and the opportunity to connect. Have a good one. Catch you next time on the Dietitian Values Podcast. The Dietitian Values Podcast is recorded on the unceded lands of the Ngambri and Ngunnawal people. I pay my respects to the elders past, present and emerging.